Welcome to the Spirit Restored Podcast. This is where the curiosities of spiritualism meet the belief systems of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This podcast is only for those with an open mind. Join Ken Adams on his quest to find higher planes of spiritual experience. Welcome to the Spirit Restored Podcast today. I uh want to start out telling a little bit about myself. I don't know how many of you know me that well. Maybe, obviously, I think these stories are going to be new and something you haven't heard before, something you can relate to, right? And one thing, a word that I really related to as I was finishing college, as I was finishing up my degree, as I was looking for work and looking to start a family and all those things, is that I felt really, really average. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Just like everything about you is average. There's nothing that really differentiates you from anyone that's good or bad or excellent at what they do or terrible at what they do. I just felt like a jack of all trades. In fact, my life was perfectly planned and I knew what time I would be waking up when I got a job. I knew that I would be working all day long, eight hours at least. And then I knew I would be saving money, how much money I wanted saved by retirement. And then I knew when I would retire and what I would be doing. I don't know if all if there's people out there that are like this, right? You have your life planned, but it feels average. Yeah. And so after college, I got a stable job. I got a full-time job at the Missionary Training Center where I was creating curriculum uh, for missionaries, creating books, creating vocabulary lists, creating instructional guides, creating manuals, creating all kinds of curriculum. And it was super duper stable, right? Like everything about the job was stable. There was health benefits. There were, you know, the pay came on time, same amount every single month. I knew it would be coming in. This is before, you know, what I'm doing now. And in fact, I was always saving money in a 401k too. Like uh, I'm sure many of you have one and it's building money and it's creating value, creating wealth for you, but it's methodical, it's slow, right? By small and simple things, great things come to pass. There was one issue though that I don't know if you felt this before is that this feeling of being stuck, stuck in the mundane, being stuck in the reality that you're going to be doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and that there isn't any kind of excitement in life it's just uh you wake up you do the same thing it's just consistent all the time yeah it's going to bring an outcome but that outcome takes a long time to realize that outcome takes a very long time and i think i'd be still doing that if it wasn't for my wife and meeting her and knowing what she is all about. In fact, female influence in my life has been monumental. And this is what this podcast is about. In fact, the last several episodes have been about the divine feminine. This one is about how the divine feminine and quantum physics merge together. In fact, have you ever wondered what Heavenly Mother's role is in the plan of salvation. We talk about Heavenly Mother in church. We say that she exists. We don't say anything about what she does. We don't know anything about her. We don't have any paintings of her in the church. We, She's basically unobservable. And like, what does she do? That's, that's what 
I've been wondering, what I've been pondering over this last month as I've been creating these podcasts, looking at these episodes, this is stuff I've been thinking about. Because if we know there's a Heavenly Mother, then why don't we try and get to know her? So the last few episodes led up to this, and I'm going to review them a little bit, right? So in really in this whole season uh, of podcast episodes, you've learned about, first of all, quantum physics. If you listen from the beginning of the season, you've learned about quantum physics, what that is. You've also learned about the divine feminine, Heavenly Mother, and how Jesus Christ has integrated the divine feminine into his own character and what that divine feminine power is. Well, today I'm going to link the two ideas of quantum physics and the divine feminine in a way that is going to be very interesting in answering the question of what is Heavenly Mother's role in the plan of salvation. So quantum physics, it's a physics of probabilities. So this is some review for you as I go through this. It's all going to make sense at the end. So quantum physics is a physics of probabilities. There is no set reality in quantum physics, and it's largely up to your own determination, as well as the collective determination of mankind. It is what allows us to have miraculous agency in prayer and faith. So we know that quantum physics is a physics of probability because of certain tests, scientific scientific tests that were done, like the dual slit experiment, where when when light wasn't observed, it was a wave, and when it was observed, it became a particle. So we know that our minds are creating reality when we observe it. And quantum physics, also another thing about quantum physics, is it is sensitive and deeply connected to our most unconscious beliefs and emotions. It is connected to everything and everyone through a quantum field that is unobservable to the human eye. So we've talked about the quantum field that's out there. We've talked about how we can use our beliefs and our emotions to influence reality by getting the quantum field to react to our emotional state and to our beliefs. And quantum physics also states that everything that could happen is happening right now. Maybe in different alternate realities it's occurring, not in front of your face, but in unobservable realities. It says that all possibilities are happening at any one given moment in the past, present, and the future. And so quantum physics is also influential in the past, the present, and the future. These are important concepts going forward for a couple more episodes that I'm doing. We will continue to talk about quantum physics and the certain divine energies that they are and how quantum physics plays a role in creation. So there's some scriptures that support quantum physics, right? There's things that Joseph Smith had revealed to him in Doctrine and Covenants 131 verse 7. It says, there's no such thing as immaterial matter. All spirit is matter, but is more fine or pure and can only be discerned by pure eyes. So quantum physics, all of the matter that occurs in quantum physics is unobservable by the, by the human eye, by the ones that we have. And we can say that that quantum physics, maybe that is spirit matter. You could say that, yeah? And that there's all these possibilities in the spirit matter. And we know that God organized intelligence, right? He gathered the intelligence together and he organized it and created it into beings, right? So we learned that from the book of Abraham. And another 
the next verse, right? It says in 131 verse 8 says, we cannot see it, but when our bodies are purified, we shall see that it is matter. Once again, hitting home the idea that it's unobservable. Quantum physics is unobservable. Spirit matter is unobservable. Yeah. Alma 3221, which is this famous scripture about faith, right? This is another scripture that supports the ideas that are in quantum physics. And it says, and now, as I said, concerning faith, faith is not to have a perfect knowledge of things. Therefore, if ye have faith, ye hope for things which are not seen, which are true. So in quantum physics, right, you don't see the reality that you're going for, but you have this hope that is true, or you know that it can be true. And so we've seen through studies that I've related in previous episodes that when people are praying in a community and they're all doing it collectively, that crime rates go down. So when people are using and exercising their beliefs, reality shows up and it can even change. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 13, it says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So this is talking about Jesus Christ, yeah, that all things are manifest to him. He, he can know all things. He knows everything. Yeah, and this this hypothetically could be possible if you're tapped into the field of quantum physics. If you're tapped into the quantum field, you could have everything known to you at once. In fact, Moses, in the book of Moses, he has a, a revelation when he's with God and God shows him all of mankind, past, present, and future, and all of the realities around it in an instant. And this is an aspect of quantum physics that is possible as well, which scientists would say, yeah, that could totally happen in a quantum state, in quantum physics. So let's talk about, though, the aspects of the divine feminine. This is where things get interesting. This is where correlations, I make correlations here. So just know that I'm making correlations. This is not fact. This is a disclaimer, right? Like your beliefs are your beliefs. This is just me ponderizing, maybe is the right word, right? So aspects of the divine feminine. One thing about the divine feminine, this power, this energy, it's a strong creative force that seemingly creates something out of nowhere or out of nothing. Yeah. I mean, much like how a woman all of a sudden is pregnant, right? It seems like it comes out of nowhere. It's it just, it grows. Yeah. It's just an unstoppable force, a, a place for creation, a place for life. Yeah. It also has an endless energy that is the bed of life. And we, when we spoke about Heavenly Mother, one of the symbols for her is a tree of life. And trees, what they do, they go deep into the soil and they pull energy and water. They pull water out of the soil. And they also have all their leaves that pull sunlight of the air. And even the wood that comes from a tree comes seemingly out of nowhere. The wood comes from the carbon that's in the air. So it doesn't come from the soil, right? Everything about a tree is miraculous, if you really think about it. How it converts sunlight into energy and how it makes air into wood and brings water out of the soil. So it's no surprise that this divine feminine historically has been depicted as a tree, a tree of life, that then gives fruit, right? And does it annually. Every year brings the same fruit over and over for people to eat. It's a lot easier than planting tomatoes. So... Another aspect of about the divine feminine is it is deeply connected to everyone and everything and is always 
present. So when you think about the Divine Feminine, it is very connected to people. It's very connected to things. It's really connected to the earth. Um, it would know the emotions of children, right? The emotions of people and be connected all to that. And it's influential without force. So nothing about the divine feminine energy is physically abrasive, right? There's no physical force that's going on. It is influential, right? It, I mean, the Holy Ghost kind of uses this, right? It's the still small voice that goes into our hearts and speaks to us quietly. That is the influence of the Holy Ghost, right? Is that it is quiet, it is still, it is small, but it's influential, it's powerful nonetheless, right? It gets a lot of us out of our chairs in sacrament meeting and go bear testimony, if you know what I mean. And so another aspect though, as we talk about this, I wanna start talking about Heavenly Mother and what we say at church, right? Is that, you know, we don't know Heavenly, Father, Heavenly Mother, we don't know her that well. Basically, we're saying she's unobservable, right? It's like, we don't see her, we don't talk to her, we don't pray to her, none of those things. But she still has a presence, even though she's unobservable. So here's where the links are, right? The question that I have, is quantum physics something that Heavenly Mother made? Or is it a manifestation of her power and her influence? Because quantum physics and both Heavenly Mother are unobservable. You can't see what happens in a quantum realm. You can't look and see the probabilities of what's going on in a very quantum state because quantum is smaller than the size of an atom. Yeah, it's, it's very influential on the reality level, but we don't actually know how it creates reality which is a subject for a future podcast. Another thing about quantum physics is that it deals in probabilities. So Heavenly Mother also, the divine feminine also deals in probabilities, possibilities, right? It's like, I don't know if you've ever seen this like famous comedy sketch, but it's this guy that has two brains, right? And one's like a man's brain and one's a woman's brain. And they're, they're like sculpture brains, right? And he's just talking about how they function and everything, how a man can just sit there and think of nothing. And a woman's like, what are you thinking about? And the man's like, nothing. And he literally means it, right? He's just, just sitting there basically in a vegetative state, right? But a woman's brain doesn't do that. It's like making connections here and there and there and there and everything is connected. And if this happens and that happens and all these things are connected, in the divine feminine, you know, we could say that's really being in the probabilities of everything, right? Being tapped into that. How as a, an important creative life force, you have to have that mentality in that life, that, that ability, right? To create life is to deal in probabilities to say there's all these possibilities that are all around us. How do we want to create? Quantum physics is also a bed of life. Yeah. When I say that, I mean that it creates reality. Once we observe quantum physics, yeah, it creates reality and it's always creating life. It's creating reality in front of our eyes. That's also an aspect of the divine feminine, creating reality. Quantum physics is connected to everything. The divine feminine is connected to everything, connected to everyone emotionally. Yeah. And so is quantum physics connected to everything emotionally, very easily 
influence, quantum physics can be influenced by the emotional states and subconscious beliefs that we have. Quantum physics is also expansive. So is Heavenly Mother. It's very expansive. Yeah, it pushes boundaries. It creates new realities. It creates new things all the time. And so the question that I have, right, is what if Heavenly Mother is the one that created the physics that makes miracles possible and concrete creation possible? So it's this bridge between observable reality and quantum reality. What if she's the one that makes all of that possible? What if she's the one that says, okay, this is through the quantum physics, the quantum power that she has in her divine feminine, that that is what brings into reality the things that are concrete and observable, right? Much like a woman who has a child and you don't see the child. Yeah, You never see the child. You see the belly expanding and all of a sudden the child's in the world. What if that is the same thing that's going on, but with Heavenly Mother, that she is influencing physics, that she maybe she even created quantum physics. I don't know what, what it is or, or how she's influencing things. This is a lot of speculation, honestly. And so I don't know if this is something that you can apply to your life, right? Like think about this energy that's there. And I, I was telling you about how I met my wife and things changed a lot, right? Because in her model of the world, she's always looking to expand. In fact, she just made this huge garden in her house. And every day it just seems to be growing, expanding. We get new plants, we get new cuttings, we get new garden beds. We get it's just always expanding all the time. And she's literally unstoppable. It's just the garden's going to become what she wants it to become and it's going to be epic. Yeah, so one day if you ever see my property, it should be full of food is what's going to happen. So my wife, when I met her and I was living this mundane life, yeah, she was very expansive, very energetic, very full of creation and life. And she was always encouraging me to think outside the box because she couldn't live that mundane life that I was living. I was living that mundane life for the 401k that I was saving for, right? I wanted there to be enough money in the retirement so that then when we're 65, we can relax into the sunset and our kids don't have to pay our bills or any of that. And I mean, really, when you think about it, that's a big risk. It's actually not as stable as you would think it would be because with a lot of people's retirements, I mean, just here in the last few weeks, some people's retirements are now cut in half, basically. Like, I don't know if they're in half, but they're downsized in their retirements, plus inflation causing huge issues. So it wasn't stability, right? And I feel like oftentimes we reach for stability thinking it is stability, but it's not. And that's what I realized when I was working at the missionary training centers. I felt like I had a very stable job. It was something I could rely on. But the instability about it was that I couldn't expand who I am. I couldn't really grow into the vision or dream that I had of myself there. Not saying that it wasn't a good job and great people to work around and work with. I felt like it was a great job and the people I knew were awesome. It just wasn't an environment that was expansive. It wasn't an environment that was full of possibilities. It wasn't an environment of extreme growth that I wanted. And this is something that, you know, when I met my wife, she provided that a lot in my thinking and how she talks about life. But I wasn't doing that in my own life because I was average. Average in every sense of the word. I was 
five foot 10, 170 pounds, you know, average. Right. And, uh, at BYU with blonde hair, blue eyes, that's like every single guy. Right. I had so many people walk up to me and be like, you look just like my friend, <laughs> you know, it's, if you're already feeling average and then people walk up to you to tell you that you look like some other average people, then you really start feeling average. I didn't want to be a statistic anymore. So I decided that my life no longer needed to be planned. And when I decided that my life no longer needed to be planned, it was honestly very scary because knowing that your life is planned is like really comforting. You know, it's like you, you know what you're going to be doing all the time, every day and everything. And then going out and becoming an entrepreneur, you start to learn to give yourself stability and to create your own plans in a way that is expansive and growing. And so as I've gone into business, one of the things that happened recently, which I honestly, a few years ago, I don't think I would have ever imagined this was possible, was uh, my business partner and I, we finally were putting on events. And just this last week, we had one that was uh, complimentary for friends and family as we were doing some photo shoots and video production and ad creation for an event that we're doing in July. And you're welcome to come to it. Uh, it's a leader transformed event is the name of the business where we transform leaders to be able to live their dreams and have their expansive vision of their life. And for the first time in my life, I had been on stage essentially as a motivational speaker, as someone that addresses an audience and speaks what I believe is truth and answers questions in a position of authority, right? Someone that might know something. I don't really consider myself an authority anymore. To me, I'm still, I feel average like a person, right? But this is what happens when you allow yourself to expand. And I believe that a lot of this expansive energy that's come into my life is very much something that happens because I've allowed feminine energy into my life as well that not everything has to be ordered and structured and put, you know, like uh, going unidirectionally and predictable, but things can be unpredictable at times and driven by emotion, driven by passion, driven by expansion, because that's how we can allow the possibilities of life to come back into our life. So if you're searching for an influence of Heavenly Mother in your life, that's probably where she's gonna be at. She's probably the one saying, Whoever you think you are, you know you're more than that, don't you? And you're going to believe that because you know you're more than that. And you know you have capabilities. You know you can create what you want to create. You just haven't put it into practice yet. And to me, if I believe Heavenly Mother is there, she's going to be the one that will continually push you to learn and grow and to become that person that accomplishes your dreams. Thank you for listening this week. Please like this podcast. Give it a five-star review. It really helps the podcast to grow. Um, for me, I, I haven't monetized this podcast. I'm not really planning on it. I just really like to talk to people about these kind of things. And it helps for, for me to grow the podcast when you share it, you like it, and give it a five-star review. Thank you, guys. We will talk next week. Ken loves to get feedback from his audience. Send him a private message or write a review so that he can discuss topics that are most relevant to your spiritual experience. Thank you for listening today and remember to join next week.